The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. <coughs> Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you may be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In his book, Tales of the Hasidim, the late Jewish philosopher Martin Buber recalls the writings of Rabbi Semcha Bunin, a Polish Hasidic leader of the 19th century. Bunim wrote, everyone must have two pockets with a note in each pocket so that you can reach into one or into the other depending on the need. When feeling lowly and depressed, discouraged or disconsolate, one should reach into the right pocket and there find the words, Bishvili ni vra ho o alon. The world was created for me. But when feeling high and mighty, one should reach into the left pocket and find the words, Vanoki afar afer. I am but dust and ashes. 
Today is the day when Christians around the world dig into that left pocket to see what realizations and shadowed blessings may be there. Today is the day when we follow the prophet Joel's instruction. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. At the very least, today is a day to begin to reorient ourselves toward God and to begin to draw near to God as we enter into Lent. Lent is a season of self-examination and repentance. And before we say, wait, we follow Jesus, for what do we need to repent? Let's dig a little deeper into that pocket and examine what we find as we reflect on the words of Psalm 51. Most scholars agree that the Psalms were not written by David, and the superscriptions, the words that tell us about the Psalms' purpose or who its author was, were added much later by editors. And those editors chose to associate particular psalms with the events in David's life. And while sometimes connections between sacred texts and narratives can be vague or tenuous at best, Psalm 51 certainly provides the response we hope the king would have had after Nathan confronted him about his adultery with Bathsheba and his complicity in Uriah's murder. One of the patterns that we see in the Psalms is that they say what we already know to be true about God. And then they tell God what is wrong. And then they ask God to respond. Here, the psalmist begins his plea to God by acknowledging God's steadfast love and abundant mercy. And then he confesses his sin. And importantly, he doesn't confess just one particular action, but he confesses his condition of being a sinner, saying, I was born guilty. A sinner when my mother conceived me. I don't know about you, but that language makes me very uncomfortable because it implicates even the youngest children among us. And it exposes us when we like to think we can get away with ignoring or hiding the unpolished parts of our lives. But as Lutherans, we believe that we are holy saint and holy sinner at the same time from the day we are born. Confession was never intended to be torturous or punishing. 
Instead, in confession, we acknowledge our sin before the God who has known us since we were knitted together in our mother's womb. Because we have confidence in God's immeasurable grace and forgiveness. The psalmist recognizes this too, addressing God and saying, you desire truth in the inward being. God doesn't want to play games. God wants our honest reflection and repentance. The psalm continues asking God to act in accordance with who we know God to be. Just as at the font, we mark ourselves with the sign of the cross and remember that in our baptism, we were adopted into the family of God. Today, we are marked with crosses of ash to remember that God washes our dusty selves and sanctifies us. Our plea, create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me, recognizes God's power in our lives to forgive us and to create new life for us. Creating us anew, God uses all that old stuff. And we see how what we have experienced and who we have been remain a part of who we are today, redeemed by God's love and mercy. Redemption and reconciliation are possible only because of God's love for us. This Lenten season, as a congregation, we are seeking to live well in Christ and to practice forgiveness with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, exploring what it means to have the steadfast assurance that God's mercies are new every morning and that forgiveness is ours to give away. Just as we come today to confess our sin, receive forgiveness and remember God's grace because we love God, we want to pursue the forgiveness of ourselves and of others, not because we are motivated by obligation or fear, but by love. And as we recognize the ways that Christ's love transforms us, I wonder if we can name the old things that are being made new and see how parts of our stories find new purpose when we see them as part of our story with Christ. Let us pray. God of life and death, of forgiveness and blessing, have mercy on us according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out our transgressions. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. 
Help us return to you to repent and to release. Crack open our tired, aching, chained up hearts to your mystery and healing hope. We know we are dust and to dust we shall return. And in the midst of all of that, we return to you. Come, O oh God, make haste to save us. Amen.